0: Speaking of corn crakes, Sean, sometimes when we think of zoos and wildlife parks, we think of exotic non-native animals. However, Fota also accommodates indigenous breeds like the corn crake. And that is the call of the corn crake, sometimes likened to rubbing your fingernail along a fine-tooth comb. It's a sound we are very fond of here on Mooney Goes Wild. Our 2017 Dawn Chorus included perhaps the first live corncrate call ever heard on the national airwaves from Tory Island off Donegal. Around two-thirds of the 150 calling males recorded in 2018 were in Donegal. Overall corncrake numbers in Ireland are down some 96% since the 1970s, mainly due to changes in agricultural practices denying them places to breed. Ten years ago, in 2012, a new corncrake breeding programme was set up within the boundaries of Fota in conjunction with the National Parks and Wildlife Service. Jess Hodnett is the ranger with responsibility for the corncrake population there and she took me on a behind-the-scenes tour of the incubation house.
1: Okay Derek, so I'm going to take you down now to our incubation house and uh, this is where the magic happens for the birds. Uh, so this is the area that we did a lot of the rearing of the corncrake last year from, uh, from eggs to chicks.
0: And the public lamps come down here.
1: So the public can see through the windows, yeah. So it's lovely for the, the public to have a look and see the whole process. The You're all
0: closed up. Is there anything in here now?
1: There's a, a small few chicks in here now oh. at the moment, yeah, but we're kind of quiet quiet season at the minute, getting prepped for spring. You want to go through that door there? going into the chick rearing room now.
0: Oh, you can feel the heat already. And oh,
1: totally and the warm. smell! So we're trying to. So obviously the chicks are very, very uh, delicate when they uh, are just hatched. So we're trying to keep it nice and warm in here for them. Some chicks in there. We've just got Bob White quail in here at the moment.
0: Oh my goodness, they're tiny. That's they're quail. Little,
1: they're little quail, yeah. Oh,
0: one, two, three, four. Oh my God, there's about ten of them in there.
1: <laughs> That's it. So this is our incubation room and uh, this is where we do all the artificial rearing of um, the eggs for the various species that we, we deal with. And uh, this is where the corncrake eggs were hatched last year.
0: Okay, well, I remember the old incubator from my days in school, but I don't see any chicks. No chicks. No corncrake no, chicks. No, wrong
1: time of the year for no, corncrake oh chicks. So when
0: is the right time of year for corncrake chicks?
1: Yes, yeah, so we're looking at uh, the corncrakes returning to Ireland again between April and September. They'll have potentially two clutches possibly the first one in May. So -hmm. that's when we're going to be looking at.
0: So let's go back to the beginning of this project. Why did it start?
1: So, FOTA is a partner uh, in the Corncrake Life Project, and basically the aim of the project is to increase the numbers of corncrake uh, over the next five years by 20%. Uh, there's been developed a series of protected areas, 85% of the corncrake population exists within these areas, and uh, those are the areas that the, the project is really focusing on. Uh, FOTA is, as I said, funding a little bit, and we're also um, available for nest rescue if it is required Mm. so because the corn crakes are a species that will often double or triple clutch. uh, if there's a a situation as happened last year where we had a nest that was in danger so with the mowing of the hay in the meadows we got a call from Fanad Head in Donegal that there was a nest uh, in danger so under license the MPWS collected those eggs and very very carefully transported them down to us and uh, we managed to yeah, artificially incubate them for a couple of days they were quite far along in their in, uh, incubation process when we got them and then head started them for two weeks so that was an absolutely amazing experience to see them hatching and to get to rear them and see them develop and then they went back to Fanet and um, to a to where
0: they came from to pretty where, much to
1: where they came from so they're very interesting species in terms of their migratory pattern so they migrate to ireland every year for breeding mm-hmm. and uh, they go back to africa then for the winter uh, but the thing about them is that the the uh, chicks they uh, do celestial mapping so it's a homing uh, strategy. So we had to be very careful with our chicks here when we reared them that they didn't see the night sky in photo. So how
0: did you avoid that?
1: <laughs> so we put screens on the windows at night time so that okay. the uh, the chicks couldn't see you the stars. You didn't
0: replicate the sky. Or no. really gone, oh huh? that would
1: have been a good idea. That might Maybe. have been a good idea. Yeah, For next pass, year yeah. we'll have to uh, get onto that one. Um, so was and they, are we sure that's how they navigate? Um, yeah, we're fairly confident okay. that's it's how they navigate. Isn't Absolutely it? Yeah. amazing. Absolutely um, amazing. So that's why it's also very difficult if the Corn Creek are uh, disappearing from a range or an area it's very difficult to um, get them back into that area because the chicks will map from the first night sky that they see so it's important that they uh yeah the ones we reared here that they saw the Donegal sky.
0: So now were those birds ringed?
1: Those birds were ringed yes so that's the exciting part about it so we reared nine Mm -hmm. uh released nine Mm -hmm. and um with the rings that they have on, we're hoping that come the spring, we'll get some feedback. So now we have to
0: explain to the listener at this point that these yes. are migratory species.
1: Absolutely, yes. So, uh, the so they're not
0: in Ireland all year round? No, they, they are, are not. They're coming here
1: from? Africa. Africa. Yeah. And Southern. when do they come exactly? Yes, yeah. so they're coming in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in April, they're, yeah, they're coming to the west coast of Ireland, northwest coast of Ireland. And uh, they're looking for lovely areas of habitat, lots of cover. And uh, after they uh, arrive here, they'll start to call. So the males will start calling, and that's an excellent way for us to get a kind of a population count on the birds, the calling males. They do a beautiful call, kind of a cracks, cracks call. Exactly, excellent. (laughs) a Perfect. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they'll they'll arrive here in April, and they'll start their courtship behaviour, and then, yeah, hopefully laying uh, April, May start June, and then they'll if they're successful, they will definitely rear a second clutch if they can. Yeah, so it'll be very
0: exciting to see if those birds come back. Absolutely. Because you will know where they went to, Yes. you'll know when they came back, if you see those rings on them again, Absolutely. and you know that that head start that you gave them was the right type of head start to Absolutely. give them. Was it the first time you gave a head start to chicks
1: yes so it we have okay. uh, in photo we have our own kind of uh, captive birds that we have been working with and rearing for almost a decade and um, so it's been invaluable to gain that experience um, within the park of the husbandry of the species what's required for the incubation um, so over the years we have really built that level of experience so we felt very confident that we could have huge success with these eggs and I suppose the whole conservation of the species is a multifaceted approach so you have all these different um, stakeholders coming together you have the the habitat protection you have the public awareness and then you have hopefully a successful head-starting project with these eggs
0: but you can't do it without a lot of volunteers around the country and without the money to fund the project so you get some money from the eu as well as absolutely
1: yes yeah Yeah, funded by the EU, um, the Corn Crake Life Project.
0: Yeah, and why do you like the corn crake?
1: (laughs) I just think they're a beautiful, shy, elusive bird. And when you talk to farmers, um, they very, very often talk of nostalgia about Mm. singing corn crakes around the country. Um, I suppose my background is... Uh, with native species, I studied um, wildlife biology in Trilley, and uh, we studied the corn creek uh, while I was there. So it was an absolute privilege for me to get the opportunity to then go and um, work here, work with them. And uh, I've gone to see them in Tory. they're just beautiful, beautiful. So you birds. heard them in
0: the wild and, I saw, have them. and saw them. I've only yes. ever seen one wild corn in my life. I saw one, yeah. On um, in Inish Boffin.
1: Oh, fantastic. And
0: I can't even remember, that must be about 25 years okay, ago. yeah. And I couldn't get over it. But then, as I think it was Don Connery who said to me at the time, Mm-hmm. Well that's the beauty of this bird yeah. it keeps well hidden absolutely it's part of its nature
1: yeah and it. i said
0: oh yeah okay so he said don't be disappointed yes but he said you did hear it i said i did hear it <laughs> and some years ago we started the dawn chorus <laughs> and we had from tory yeah corn calling mm-hmm. and in fact because they called through the night yes, they were the first birds technically to call in the dawn chorus wow. we went on air at midnight and they were singing amazing. it was amazing. amazing so we didn't say anything yeah. we yeah. just let people hear the corn sing and the response we got was just incredible yeah. from people who remembered it from their childhood mm-hmm. from people who lived with them mm. what few there were left and from people who were saying they couldn't believe it was a bird
1: That's absolutely fantastic sound so yeah when I arrived on Torrey to see them a similar situation I just we were camping we set up our tents and there they were behind us calling and uh, this elusive bird that we we hear so much about I was yeah delighted to hear well listen it was
0: lovely to talk to you thank you very much indeed <laughs> terribly disappointed and actually see them but i'll just <laughs> have to come down at a time of year when you absolutely, have absolutely
1: you'll have to come back so in for spring. the
0: benefit of the listeners they could come and see these birds yes. you know when they hatch out of the eggs the possibly. ones that you're rearing here possibly here yep. through the glass yes uh, exactly. Uh,
1: when would that begin? Uh, so, we're talking from April onwards. Yeah. And also, at the moment, um, we are working on building a kind of a, a conservation breeding centre. We would like to be able to uh, roll out this kind of head starting with lots of other species, yeah. possibly grey partridge. And um, I've seen it
0: done with curlew up the north. Yes, and yeah. It works.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, so, uh, once that's built, there will be corn creeks uh, for people to see as well, so the yeah. public can get a good look at them.
0: Jess Hodnett, who's the keeper with responsibility for the Corn Craig breeding programme and a very successful one. It seems to be at Photo Wildlife Park, so congratulations again to all involved.